and your sins. So Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning with joy, gladness in our hearts because you have put in us that joy and grace and grace and love in our hearts to worship you. Despite anything that happens in our life, you are always good. So we want to declare the goodness, the power, the awesome majesty of your glory because every time we experience that and we see that you are the real God, the true God, we are worshiping and we are saving. Thank you, Lord Jesus, this very Sunday morning as we hear your word from the Bible, you will speak to us in your own way as you do in those years and today, Lord, we expect you to do, we expect you to speak to us from your inspired message. Thank you. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You have your Bibles open with me to Luke chapter, Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verse uh, 12. Okay. Let us read that uh, you have your Bibles from different versions, I know. I see ACC people, especially in US and Canada, where Peter and I visited, were using, you know, King James Version. To us in Papua New Guinea, because we come from a very, you know, undeveloped country, so we normally use the Good News Version and NIV Version. So whatever version you have, just bear with me, please. Otherwise, I will not mislead you. Good. Uh, let me read from Luke chapter 12, verse uh, 54. Interpreting the times, that is the reading topic there. He said to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, it is going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot, and it is. Then one of the words, one of the points he's making there, hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Just a short quote, I'm taking it from this version especially here. Let me go back and give you a question. There is no particular day the name given to one to, to the first day of the week, Sunday or Monday. Jewish says Sunday, and to us we say, you know, Monday. So there is no particular name given to, to one day, like Monday or Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday or Sunday. There wasn't any day name given to a particular day. The night came, the new morning, the new dawn comes. Then we don't, in my, in my, in my context, there wasn't any name, any name given, but only two days or three days or four, four, four kind of days they were given. In B, which is today, in B, which is today, I can have which, which is tomorrow, Doom, which is the day after tomorrow, Tundane, which is the day after the three days, that's all. 
Do we run out of our, our, our vocabulary? We were having But that is where our thinking come, come to an end. That is where we stopped. Our calculation of the days, or the name we can give to the days and the nights that come and go, that comes and gone. So we don't have a day called that Monday, you call it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way to the seven days in a week. And then for the week, we gave the name Saren, S-A-R-E-N, Saren, you know. And that was the name given to a week, Saren. And then to the moon, we call it S or E-S-S. Then to the year, we call it, we call it Mall. Or M O L or M A O L, mall. That's all. S for the month, for a one month, you know. Saran for a week, day for poor, and year for mall. From there, they count on, but there wasn't a particular name given to the days now we are calling. What, what, what is the name for tomorrow? What is the name for tomorrow? Monday. Well, you say Monday, tomorrow, but to me, I don't have a name for tomorrow. On the Ekra. Can you get the point where I am coming? And then, people decided to to, to, to announce, to, to notify us, to make an announcement saying, by this time, they say, Nakumbok, which meaning, where the sun is facing east, or facing west, you don't need to plant, or you need to plant to meet the rising sun, which is Narabok. We say Narpambok and Narabok means Narpambok is when we say the sun is rising, as uh, it's setting. Narabok meaning the sun is rising. Am I confessing you? I don't know. But bear with me, please. In different places in Papua New Guinea, we have more than 864 language groups, and we have different descriptions we give to the days, the months, the weeks, the years. Like I've mentioned myself, for the younger Hellenic speakers in the Wallace Society of the Southern Highlands in Papua New Guinea. In, the, in, a, in a millennial context. So, why is Jesus speaking here? He said to the crowd, who are these crowds? Thieves, tax collectors, laborers, mute, the deaf, the cripples, the blind, many kinds of people who were there at that time during the three years ministry in Israel. He is saying to the crowd, when you see a cloud rising in the west, Immediately you say, it's going to rain, and it does. And when the south wind is, uh, wind blows, you say it is going to be hot. 
And it is. It happens. Uh, we were sleeping with Ian and Mira. And they said, after tomorrow, we'll rain. We'll receive our, uh, Victoria will receive, we'll receive rain. And I said, come on, what is she talking about? But you know what happened? The rain came. So the weather focus people, the weather people down there at Melbourne, or elsewhere in Canberra, Canberra or elsewhere, they reported the weather focus to everyone. So they were right, so we had rain. They were right, we had rain, we had read it. Even today they might have predicted or they, have, they might have foreseen on their computer or whatever. So we have a little rain in here. When we give all kinds of interpretations, you know, People can make dreams, they give their, their, their interpretations. I was, I was watching a, a, a TV in Mira's house, in Mira and uh, Ian's house. Uh, yeah, Ian's house. Ian or who is that? Eric. Eric's house. Uh, dreaming. People are, mis are interpreting their dreams in many ways. Uh, I discovered uh, eight errors in interpretation. Eight errors in interpretation. Personalizing, allegorizing, decontextualizing, all kinds of interp uh, interpretational errors I discovered. And the way I see people interpreting dreams, most of the time, 85% or 90% Fact interpretation, false interpretation, not true. And then people begin to lose trust. They begin to, they say that particular person, they, they interpret them. They seem to criticize. Sometimes they tell, they tell the truth. It happens. Okay. One of the, then one of the point is making here, hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. This is this is Jesus speaking. Can you interpret how the planet Earth was created and the, you know, the galaxy system, the solar system, uh, the comets or you know all kinds of stars or moon or star, sun or anything that is created? Can we interpret when you want, when we want to interpret a story or a particular uh, passage in the Bible? We, we, we go into our, you know, commentaries and encyclopedias and Bible, Bible dictionary and many things. All kinds of theological books we, we, we refer to. Then we make our prediction comments and all kinds of references we provide there. But can we interpret how the earth was formed and the ocean came into being? And the mountains, ranges, and mountain peaks and valleys were created. We cannot make any interpretation. But interpret interpretation, all the east and north and south and west wind that blows. And we expect and we say, rain is coming, rain is going to come. And it does, and we see it is true. Can we interpret when will Jesus come? The signs and symptoms you can tell. But you will not interpret. Big difference then. Like I said, 
I don't have a particular name for the day. There are how many days in a week, in a year? How many days? How many days? Can we say Monday one, Monday two, Monday three, and Tuesday five, Tuesday six on the way? You cannot say that too. Can we all read to read uh, Hebrews chapter two, uh, chapter three, verse seven to nine, nineteen? Hebrews chapter three, verse seven to nineteen. Before before you come here. When people are very quiet, sometimes we feel they are dreaming. They, are, they might be, they might be hearts in some way, or they might be together with the presenter or the pastor preacher. Sometimes we feel that way, wherever we are in. In some of our places in Papua New Guinea and elsewhere. Okay, good. But I have you in mind. I will not make you sleep or dream or anything. Okay, warning against unbelief. So as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of bliss testing in the desert where your fathers tested and tried me. And for 40 years saw what I did. That is why I was angry with, with that generation. And I said, their hearts are always going astray and they have not known my ways. So I declared on, on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. It is called today. Very important point there. It is called today. Tomorrow's problem, tomorrow's issue is tomorrow's problem is tomorrow's issue. Today's problem, tomorrow's issue. Tomorrow's need, tomorrow's want is today's. There are two major terms we see. Want and need. Need and want. How do we differentiate these two words there? Need and want. When we look at these commercial terms, I think business people understand that better than me as a pastor. Need is, the, need is what? Need is when we talk about the first need. Isn't it? That is when you talk about the first need. You desperately in dying need of. That is what you call need. Want is what you desire because you want it. Because you want to have, for example, that you want to have, if someone's got a good car, you want to aim for a new car like this or this. Or you, like, you may be sitting in your house, you come on the but you, you don't feel comfortable because you decide to build another house that your, your brother or your sister or your wife or your friend's house. You see, need and want. Need and want is the key thing that, that people doing businesses, especially, most play around with. But want is more, is, is really the driving force behind any one of us. Like when a person obtains a master's in theology, or he or she trying to get another PhD in master's of theology, that is, it is, it may be need, but mostly want. Or when a person, you know, can, he, he can afford to at least, you know, do something, but he's trying to do something. Why? 
because he wanted, not a need. He's not, he or she is not satisfied with, with the little or the big that is in him or with him or he owns or she owns. She owns. That is why most of our worship are hindered by what? Attitude. I want to assure you, brothers and sisters, most of our worship are hindered, becomes a stumbling block by what we want, not doing at what we need. That's what. Two, when interpreting the times, the day God gives today is not for you, for I, for, for me to, to see, to, to, to pass on a judgment or make predictions and interpretations on what? On, 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 the, on the, uh, the nature. The nature is there only to witness what we can do on that, in that particular day, year or month or week. God has given us the understanding, the knowledge, the spirit of discernment to see and a clear picture of what God is really trying to do in our lives. For example, like if we don't have conviction from the Bible we read in our devotional times, or in our family devotions, or in our churches, if we don't have the conviction, and if we don't practice in our humility like Christ did, if we are not burdened to draw closer to God one step more, one step more, then how can you realize? How can I realize? How can I prove? How can I experience God's presence in my life? We tend to be long timers, you know. We've been serving the Lord more, many years, many days. We have a lot of experiences. We've been serving the Lord for quite, quite, a, quite a number of years. But we remain the same. God is happy, God is honored with what we are doing. But do we, do we receive any insights that, that, you know, that, that refresh our minds? We may have been growing, you know, old. We have, you know, we have rainbows, you know, we have, you know, I got, I got, where they are growing? Where they are growing means, means that, you know, I'm on the old age and I'm, I'm wearing down. You know what wearing down means? Growing backward or forward, I don't know. People with black hair, they call it best young leaders and leaders, it doesn't have white hair, so okay, I'll just do what I can do to enjoy the life I have today. Then regrets and realization comes later when we have the great hair shooting out. But Chinji, they were sure enough when I was young, but it is growing down. What's happening? What's happening? Am I, am I interpreting that? Or oh, I am interpreting outwardly? Am I interpreting inwardly or I am interpreting outwardly? I am mean, interpreting where my eyes, eyes are going. But I am not interpreting where my mind is. Where my understanding is. My inner man, I am not doing it my inner man. But I am doing it what is up there. Thank you, Jacob. This is some kind of issues where Christians do not realize when they follow the Lord Jesus Christ. God has no timing. 
for anyone. God has determined. He doesn't count one or two or three or four or five or six, no. One day is like 1,000 days to him, or 1,000 years to him. Or 1,000 years is like just one day or one hour to him. Why? He doesn't say one or two or three to anyone, anybody. No. He doesn't say that. God counts our life. Every moment, every single moment of our lives, God is doing it then. Every moment of our lives, every single second moment, God is counting on that. What we are doing, what we are saying, what we, how we are thinking, our thought patterns, what we speak, God is counting on that, and we are counting on that. Why is the Bible saying do not hard, do not, do not, you know, harden your hearts? How are we hardening, hardening our hearts? Okay, uh, I had some I had some brothers and sisters who were on the outreach team, and we had a that big you know night fellowship. And in in Melbourne Church, uh, we were about you know three or four hundred people were packed to capacity in the church building, and you know some uh, a particular preacher was preaching, and the preacher here the preacher presented some you know powerful message, and people were challenged at that time. And he called for an you know, altar call, called for invitation for anybody who wants to give their life to the Lord to, uh, to, to, so that they can come forward. You know what the old Christians did? The old Christians did. The old, old Christians did. You know what they did? Nobody wants to go forward, but they look, at, they look around to see someone new come into them. That is what is happening in the right? The old people, the old Christians, sorry, not old people, but old Christians, you know, long time, long time, you know, serving Christians who, were, who, 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 who gave their life to the Lord, who gave, who gave their life to the Lord, who been in the church for many, many years. When a preacher preaches and calls for response or calls for an invitation, they want to go. Why? I already told it. I already had the message. What is the use of being going forward for prayer? This is a matter of decision of church in Papua The word of God comes once a while at that particular need because we need it so. God said it. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today is the time, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, uncles and nieces and cousins, this is the time for us to look back, reflect back, and evaluate what we have done. God is calling you and me, God is calling you and me to do something greater, better, bigger way, starting today. The more we, the more we draw closer to God, the more we humble ourselves, the more, the more we tolerate with one another, the more we carry one another's better, the more we respect one another, the more we fear God, God will help us to grow deeper and wider in his love. That is where God is seeking a heart 
that, that hungers, that desires to know God, to know Him in a better way. Where there is no conviction, as I have said, where there is no conviction, how can God work in our life? As I have said, some people in my, in my place, in my, in my village, ended up in polygamy. You know what polygamy means? We have some good, you know, good men and men, we have some good boys who are powerful singers, who can play good music, who can preach powerfully, who are very good, you know, devout, you know, very committed Christians. They end up in getting second wife, third wife, fourth wife. And, they, you know, they lost their salvation. They blame the Bible, say, Abraham got this, you know, this Hagar and, you know, Keturah and all these women. So I have to go for it. Then we have some so-called Christians, that they are educated. As long as they know how to read and, they know how to read and understand the Bible. They are not pastors, but they are talking to university students, you know, who graduate from university, who are doing businesses. They read the Bible, they, they say, we understand, but they don't know how to interpret the Bible. Share interpretation, share knowledge from the Bible. They got it, they have it, they received it. They end up in another way, you know. That is the issue in our churches today. And the Christians seem to be nothing, you know. The Christianity is of, of, of no use, of no value in my society. Where is that? What's going wrong? Because their interpretation is wrong. We should be mindful of how God created the universe. We are only judging the outward appearance of the creation, the nature, the wind, the sun, the moon, the stars. The sun has a, has a source. The wind has a source. The moon has a source. Pastor Rex has a source. Oscar has a source. Maria has a source. Peter has a source. He is a father. He is a place to go. He or she is just a sojourner here. We are walking a path. We are on a journey. Our lifespan is limited. In PNG only 70 years, you live 70 years, you are rich, you are, you are already old, you are dying. You are running that grave. In the Western culture, Western society, you only live 80 to 95 years. And you are done, you are finished there. Our money, our clothes, our house, our body, our wives, our husband, our children. Who we are, what we do, what we are, what we say, what we think, what we know. Cannot hinder our worship. Cannot hinder our worship, cannot affect our worship. Who we are, what we know, what we do is not an issue. They can't be, they can't contribute towards our worship. They can't be contributing factors. But the reality is God and all God Himself. The center of our worship. The center of our service. Our worship. We came from Him, we are going to Him. He's sustaining us every now and then, every moment, every month, every year. There is a what we should do. There is, a, there is a what we should do. There should be a conviction. What should motivate us? Humility. What should motivate us? Love. 
This is the Moldavian factors. For a clear worship. For a clear service. Our head, our, our mind should be bright. Enlightened. Saturated. By the word of God. We should know where we are going. We should not be misled. Can you remember that you were needed one? He's killing everyone. The more I express my need, the more I express my want, that is still becoming my little damning God. This has affected my worship. This has affected my time, my faith. When I'm based on, when I'm expressing, when I'm mentioning something about what I, what I want, what I need, you know, what I want to do tomorrow, you know, and anything, my faith is weaker. I'm on a robot ground, on a second ground. What do you mean? If I'm traveling back from Melbourne to Brisbane and from Brisbane to Port Moses, and loving the plan, if I am tempted, with some money, or, you know, with anything. Can you guess what my response will be? Can you guess what my response will be? Will it be positive or negative? If my need is very urgent, I will fall into the I will fall if my need is very high. If my want is very high, well, I will also. Because I don't consider the two important factors of what need and what want is. When need and want overrides my idea, my understanding, well, I'm always in the system, I'm being very vulnerable. You see? So I'm weakened by my need and my want. Then how can I be a, how can I be a victorious Christian? I fail. When I fail, I'm nobody. When I want to rise up, we test me another time. One of our former, one of our pastor, he's a graduate from one of the Bible school in, in, in our country, in our church. He backslided. He ended up in polygamy. And then he repented again. So when one of our pastor or elder or Christian backslides, we, we, we recommend him or her as one of our ordinary Christians. We don't give him or her any, any, any pulpit or any leadership roles or anything. No. We regard him or her as anybody, any, any ordinary Christian. So this fellow questioned me. Uh, he, he told me after the sermon, after the, you know, preaching in the, on the Sunday, Pastor Rex, you are already, he mentioned one of our mountains. Hawk, that's okay. Uh, he said, Rex, when you are on the tip of Mount Hawk, I'm still at Warawagi, which means our little, our, one of our rivers that is flowing beneath that, that mountain. When I'm at, at, uh, at, at, at the river, at the river bank, you are right up there at the tip of Mount Hawk. What does it mean? At the first place, we were operating at the same level, same speed. Because of his, 
his unwise decision. He left his very, you know, Christian life he enjoyed. And now he ended up in a life where he could never get up to the level where he was before. So what a, you know, life he is facing at that time. So brothers and sisters, who is driving us? This is my question before I end up in here. Who is driving us? Is our need driving us? Or our want driving us? Or we want to talk about what's happening and who is doing what and what's going on and all that? And interpret the times and the days and the weeks? And we don't interpret what God is doing in our lives. What, what a particular day brings, either a blessing or a curse. Where are we going? Where's our, where is our direction? As a full-time pastor, because, you know, I don't, I don't work in any of the offices. As a full-time pastor, I want to urge you, brothers and sisters, where you are, what you do, is the place where you need to worship your God. Where you are is the place where you can, where you need to worship your God. If what you are doing, if what we know, if what we do is taking our rightful place of our worship, we miss the mark. We are on another direction. While God is coming on his own direction, we are on another direction. And we are saying we will meet God up there, down there, up there, but we will not meet him. He may come there where the door is, but I'll be walking here, but I will be afraid. I will go in another, another direction. Why? Of that little thing. Because I'm not focused. Because my whole area of life is not given. Not totally given. So I'm lost there. When I'm lost, well, I'm lost for good. But today, let's not harden our hearts like Hebrews says. It's time to come back. This Israelites community were very stubborn. When Moses brought them out of Egypt and they were at a sort of Red Sea, had to cross over, they never realized and believed God and trust God that for a purpose he brought us and he will lead us. When Moses prayed to God, the water divided into two and they walked over. And when they were kept on working, walking, they were hungry and they asked for food. And God poured them manna. After manna, they said, we want to drink. So God gave them water. What else do they want? What else do they want? God requested, uh, they requested, God gave them one thing. Then, what have they, one after the other. You give me this, okay, you give me that. Okay, you give me that. Okay, you give me that one. You give me this, you give me that. You give me that, you give me that one. Are we doing that? When, when God is blessing us with, with one thing. If God is giving us, giving us something, well, that is it. Let's satisfy with that. Let's accept that. Because God will bless us from the little or big we have. Because He's the His need. He's a reason. He's a purpose behind in creating that need. 
You should know that your need and want is not created by you or me. No. The need and the want is created by God. Who creates need and want? Who creates it? No. God creates need and want. You should know that. If God is the creator of need and want, there is no, there is no reason I will ask. I will Oh, if he creates the heavens and the earth, I don't need to interpret how he created the heaven and the earth. I don't interpret how I am living, how, how I came about. You know, the time when I was in the mother's womb, you know, when I was, you know, delivered through my mother's womb and the childhood years, my adulthood years now. My time to grow extra nuts is gone. My time to grow tall is gone. That's it. TV Bangladesh and Helena. That's it. It's time for me to who? What's my work in It's time for me to accept who I am, what I am, what I do, what I have. I'll accept the condition, the, the, the pattern of life I am, I am living. Same work. That's what I mean. And what you need and what we need nowadays, we need only God. He's the solution. He's the solution to all, all, to all our problems. He's the solution to what we want to do. He's the solution to all our needs and wants. God is the solution. He understands better than we understand. He knows better than what we do. He understands better our future. Praise the Lord. When I say press the rubber, people don't say hallelujah because I don't know. But, but I say hallelujah because God did something tremendous, glorious, eternal in my life. It almost, I, I heard the name Australia when I was in, when I was, when I was four years old, 75. Australian government were in charge of us, taking care of us, but Michael Sumare, Michael Sumare chased them out from Port Mosby. So from Independence Hill, where our parliament houses, they got independence. Australian flag went down, PNG flag went up. That's the time when the Australians come back to their country. When we were still in the Australian, Australian colony, we should, have, we should be like, you know, like Melbourne people or Cairns, you know, Canberra, any, you know, any kind of people living in here. But we took away independence very, very quick, so we ended up with no problem there. But we managed to survive at our own level. Let God be the center of our lives in all that we do. And our interpretation should be in line with the Bible. Our living should be, you know, aligning together with the Bible. We should understand better. God and God will understand better. And He will direct our paths in order to God bless you all. I don't need to.